Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hello, Cub fans, and thanks for downloading the Sun Ranta Show. I'm Danny Rocket, here with a brief message to ask you to become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash sunranto, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash sunranto. There's premium content all throughout the year. You get the show early and completely ad-free over there in podcast form, plus your support goes to support all the things that we do at the Sun Ranto Show, like the Cubs caroling this winter, like tickets and beer, like all the parties we throw. It goes to support the music and the Bleacher Bump Band. It goes to support the time that we put in to bring you an entertaining Cubs show. We are completely brought to you by Cubs fans, which means we are not beholden like many, many of the other shows to the corporate oligarchs that stand to influence your opinion about the Chicago Cubs. We are a fan-generated and a fan-supported show, and you should support us. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. It's the off-season, and you don't want to miss a thing. Here's the show. Cubby blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game Let's go Cubby Sunrento Michael Cotton Sunrento Michael Cotton Sunrento and the love of old Lucy Boutros Golly Sunrento Michael Sunrento Cotton Sunrento and the love of old Lucy Michael Cotton Sorry, technical difficulties. We're going to have to do it again. You're going to have to scream one more time. We're playing the theme song again. Everybody is watching. You're just going to have to go back out. We'll come back in. I forgot to bring us in. Oh, man. Uh, not a great start to the show. Uh, no, it's fine. It doesn't really matter because uh, we are the longest running Cubs podcast on the air. Entering this next year will be our 11th year. 11. This one goes to 11. Somehow. Somehow we all kind of made it. Well, I made it. So, um, Michael, you've kind of made it. Yeah, I mean, I've got I've got seven years under my seven belt. Seven years, yeah. Se- se- seven years of of, and you know how it goes. Seven years of good podcasting. Seven years of bad podcasting. <laughs> so you're about to enter your seven bad years. I'm four years in, so I'm going to get good again in three years. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. At my least first seven so- years were great. Okay. Good. So then. Oh, for the next three years, we're going to be rebuilding, I think. Oh, no, no, no. We're going to be retooling for the next Retooling, yeah. It's cuts of retool. We guarantee we're going to come back at a World Series level. Yeah. You so just got to hang in there. 
This show is brought to you by our 104 Patreon supporters. We went up one this week. Very, very happy to report. Um, this show does not happen without you. So for as little as a dollar, you can be a part of the Sunranto family financially, and you get perks at every level, including being able to join our Discord server, which I've had a lot of fun over there because I'm sick of Facebook, sick of freaking Twitter. So I'm going to Discord and I'm like, hey, this is cool. I like the people over here. It's all the ranters. We're having a good time. So, And, um, and speaking of that, right after this show, we're going to go straight there so exactly. that you can talk to us about all the dumb shit you wanted to scream at us about while you're listening. Exactly. So, yeah, join us over there. Uh, if you're a Patreon member, you can find the I, I uh, use Patreon to send everybody a message. So um, join us and then you can join us over there. It's fun. Well, and then, Danny, aren't we also doing the extra bit of the show, the the discord conversation? That'll only be going to Patreon people as well, right? Well, yeah. Well, well no, we're not recording it. Oh, we're not recording. Nah, nah, okay. Nobody wants to oh, hear. then you got to be there, baby. Yeah, you got to be there. And if you're not there, you just won't know what happened. What are you going to do? So uh, one of the Patreon supporters, I just point out the prize for this month uh, is going to be uh, this Crawley signed replica Wrigley Field sport scoreboard. It's not the actual scoreboard in this little box. It is a replica scoreboard. Um, very cool. They gave this out a while back, a couple of years ago. This is one of the leftovers uh, from the uh, COVID year when they, <laughs> they just didn't give it out. And just so you know, Crawley was not trying to autograph that. He was just putting his name so somebody else wouldn't take that shit. Yeah, he was like, this <laughs> is mine. And then I took it. <laughs> now I'm giving it away to somebody else. A Patreon supporter. So one of the Patreon members is going to win that. Also, uh, remind everybody, hashtag chance in the chat. David Elliott just got in there. Hashtag chance in the chat. And at not only will you win a Frank Chance postcard sent to you by me with a message of hope and doom, uh, which the Cubs are full of <laughs> both of those things <laughs> right now. Hope and doom. But you will be entered to win this fabulous Pedro Strope bobblehead uh, of him singing karaoke. Uh, this was a uh, 2019 giveaway. We had this conversation last year. I think it was 2019, 2018, yeah. 19. It's a long time ago. It's vintage. It's worth $69. Nice. On the dot. So um, let's get into it. Um the Trash Throws won the World Series. That's kind of old news at this point. Uh, but it sucks. We haven't had a chance to weigh in on it. A um, lot of people giving love to Dusty. You know, I, I can get down to that. Go ahead. I, it still feels weird. It's the only the good part of he it. He ran the Cubs. <laughs> the only good part of it was that Dusty won. Yeah. Um, the Astros are the Trash Throws are never going to. When uh, live that down. And the sad thing is like we had guys on the other team. So you got Schwarber out there, you know, kind of pumping everybody up. Cup fans are getting excited again. You got Nick the stick. who We barely knew, but we still love him. You know, we have, you know, so we're enjoying all that. And then they, I, and they were the third wild card. I mean, yeah, and, they're not in even the second it. game. They fucking dominated that yeah. team, you know? Oh. And so I thought, Oh, you know, we're going to have a series here. This is going to go deep. And then uh, not so much. Yeah. Uh, so, it, well, they just ran out of steam as third wild card teams can do usually a little earlier. Than they probably should not have been in the playoffs at all. Or I'm sorry. I said it wrong. 
Yeah. Post postseason tournament. Yeah. The end of season tournament. <laughs> yeah. The end of season tournament that, you know, the top half of the league gets to go to. That's all the kids are playing for. But now, now that all the parents are sitting in the in the stands going, man, I hope we come in one game under. So the kids feel good, but I don't have to go to that fucking tournament. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you think they're going to start saying shit like they qualified for the postseason tournament? I know we will on this show. Oh, the Cubs are three games away from qualifying for the tournament. Um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. So we, we need to make fetch happen, people. This has to be end of season tournament from now on. We that our our the next time we design a shirt, it's going to say. Uh, I don't know. End okay. of season tournament champion trash throws. I don't. Yeah. Fucking. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it wasn't that interesting to me towards the end. The World Series. I went to my neighbors and I played a tr- old school Trivial Pursuit instead and drank tequila sodas. Was it like the old box where like shit is actually not true anymore? Yeah, yeah. Like half <laughs> half the questions are like, "What modern country?" and the answer answer is USSR. You're like, "Ha ha ha!" Yeah, not even a country. So uh, one thing I found interesting about it is that somebody could have gotten a ring this year being on the Astros from the Cubs, and that was Wilson Contreras. And I found this interesting. I uh, saw this was reported according to Jeff Passan. The Chicago Cubs actually agreed on a deal with the Houston Astros before the trade deadline this past season that would have sent Wilson Contreras to the Astros for Jose Uriquity, the owner Ur- of the Astros. Uriquity? Uriquity. U- <laughs> I had Uriquity once, and uh, boy, it was <laughs> the catheter was painful. But after I got that cleared oh, up, God. it was good. The owner of the Astros never approved the deal, though. So well, and I heard the owner of the Astros did not approve the deal because Dusty Baker did not like the deal. He didn't want to uh, lose Urquity. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, Urquity. Uh, so yeah, no, that's that's interesting, and it also tells me that no matter how much Tom Ricketts says, I don't involve myself with any decisions. That some owners, not saying he does, some owners do. Yeah. I would say Steve Cohen is one of those owners. But Tom Ricketts, no, no, no. He would never. He just lets, he sets the budget, then it's all Jed's fault from there on in. He he sets the budget, and when he shows up on opening day, he's like, I'm just as excited to see who's playing as you are. Yeah, he's like, oh, look at, I showed up to the first row, and I didn't know that he'd have a getaway day lineup out there with the backup catchers at, at every base. Um, Terry E. makes a good point. Um, he said, at least the Phillies eliminated the Cardinals, and that was worth their postseason run right there. Yes. Because I was yeah. convinced. I was convinced. I, the I didn't mind were going to go all the way. The postseason run, but it's, I'm, I'm sorry, it's too long. I'm just like, I got to watch a lot of it, but I watched probably the same amount of postseason baseball as I would in a normal year. It's just, it was spread out over like whatever it was, three weeks. Yeah. I I mean, it did end in, I mean, it ended pretty much at the same time that the Cubs World Series ended. That was also a problem about how late that went into the, the, and that was just, you know, probably bad scheduling. I, I forget what happened there, why it went so late. It was the first time it had gone into November in 2016 
this year it it went into November because the season got pushed back. But yeah, right. but then the yeah, but then the whole tournament felt it did feel a little long. Yeah. I mean, it was a whole it was more it was more than a month long because even when you, starting, you like, try to talk to people about it and they're like, you're like, oh, you know, did you see the baseball game last night? And they're like, they're still oh, playing. <laughs> yeah. Who who's in it? You know, like they have no fucking clue beca- because it's like everybody. And then that David says they they literally waited a week between the championship series and the World Series. That, too. Yeah, they're not flexible with the scheduling at all, and then well, they had some rainouts, and they're not flexible with the schedule until they got that rainout in Philly, and was it the rainout in Philly? They and then they moved. They went back to no, I don't know. They had a rainout, and then they could have. They should have played on that Friday, but they didn't. They didn't. Yeah, they they canceled the game on Friday and moved it to Saturday. And just went. It's like wait, if you yeah, can that was do the that, last. That was the last game. This was this past Saturday. Yeah, and it's like if you can do that, why didn't you move the games up when you could have? When you could have, yeah, because you know, who knows? Because TV probably. But I, I thought it was interesting the Uriquity thing. It would have been nice to get him if you see. I mean, he's not gonna you know blow the. I don't know. I don't know what phrase I was going to use. I was going to, he's not going to blow the covers off the doors is what I was going to say. But I was like, that's not a, that's not a phrase. It's a mixture Danny of like odd doors. Yeah, exactly. It's not going to blow the doors off your balls, but uh, what he does do, he, he had 164 innings for the trash throws this year. He had a 394 ERA, which I mean, you know, you'll take that. He did start uh, 28 games of the 29 games he pitched in. Uh, not quite a uh, strikeout an inning, um, but, you know, definitely. He's a number a, four. Yeah, he's a number four. Yeah, exactly. All the things I'm saying make him a number four. Yeah. But it, he's projected to do even a little better this year. He's only, he'll be 28 is in his fifth year. I mean, that's kind of like when you kind of want to pick up on a guy to be a part of your staff. I think that would have been an interesting trade. Yeah. Given that now all we're going to get at best is a – compensatory draft pick for Wilson Contreras who will decline the the uh uh the qualifying offer within what five days I think he's got five days to decline it yeah and and, and he'll drag it out a little bit because they'll talk and yeah you know. well he wants a chance to see what his, his market is got all the no GMs but you know they, they still negotiate you know oh, yeah and I'm just saying he'll probably drag it out to, you know, make it seem like he's going to stay with the Cubs, like through a negotiation, you know, like through an extension, but he won't. Yeah. And and we'll get into some of those qualifying offers and guys that opt- opted out that might have become available recently or just kind of like all that, that kind of chess game offseason crap that that pours the living crap out of me. But we'll talk about it and I'll try to make it exciting for everybody by making fun of people's names and <laughs> saying they're or, or like, just mispronouncing them completely. Yeah, Urquity. Um, Urquity. So, so uh, Jed came out. I mean, the, everybody came out. They're all in Las Vegas doing the GM meetings. And I want to do, I want to have a new song because, uh, like an intro, like an intro piece. And I didn't, didn't get a chance to sit down and, uh, and like record it today, but it was like something like this. I, I wrote it down. It's like, wake up your kids and phone your friends. It's shit. 
Jed said, <laughs> just like he's like make it sound so exciting. And then really, what it is, you have to like read between the lines of everything the guy talks about. That um, sounds like a Saturday Night Live like intro to you know one of their like a Debbie Downer or something or yeah they like a recurring character will have like a little thing kind of sounded like one of those. Yeah, and yeah. um, it, it, there was a pretty good uh, article over at Bleacher Nation, just kind of going through it. Uh, it's funny because it, Brett is pretty cynical about the reading between the lines that he also has to do over there. So I, I did screenshot a couple things that I found somewhat interesting. Uh, this one first is is him on uh, the catching situation. He called it a two-way, just because we were talking about Wilson, it's a two-way position. Obviously, you want guys that get, can hit, but it's a run prevention position. So much of it is game calling, preparation, feeling strongly about that. Everything that pitchers do is a we thing. It's about that teamwork and that collaboration. And Wilson's not going to get a, anything more than a qualifying offer from the Cubs. Yep. Which, yeah, because if you're reading between the lines, they're saying Wilson's not that guy. He's not a two-way player. He's which, yeah. He, this is what the fucking DH does. Now we have two-way players, and we have one-way players, and we have fuck you, D DH. I'm done. Well, he's almost saying that, like that, the he weighs the the two ways. when he thinks about it in two ways, when he weighs the defense part, he weighs more about the run prevention aspect. And the preparation with the pitchers aspect of the game versus um, the the offense, where you can get that somewhere else. Which, sure, if you go out and actually spend money on a shit ton of offense, then I'm like, yay, that's fine. You could have a 200 uh, a hitter, a catcher that hits 200, and again, no pop speed. This this is your arm. DH. No, how the arm? This, but. this is your DH coming in because. Now you, the 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 catcher that can hit isn't a big deal because you don't have the your dead spot with the pitcher, so you're just like, oh, well, I'll fucking I'll just get a dead spot now with my catcher. That's yeah, all I'll worry about. Well, and the Phillies who just were in the World Series, they have a hell the hell of a two way player because that guy can do it on both sides of the on both sides of it. He's a great catcher, plus he's uh, an, an incredible hitter as well. So. Um, it would be nice to have both. I, I know that Wilson gets a knock, but I mean, he does a lot of things back there that I'm pretty impressed with. Maybe handling the pitching staff isn't one of them, but he's got a no hitter. Um, he's, yeah. I, I, you know, he's just, uh, he's a spark plug. I mean, the fans love him. I don't know. That shouldn't, that didn't count for anything as far as winning the games, but anyhow, and he, he's not like a top of the line defensive catcher, but he's worked himself up to, Middle of the pack. He's right in the middle of a lot of those defensive stuff. Of course. Did, did anybody I, ever write a song called middle of the pack? No. The leader <laughs> of the pack is what they're the middle of the pack. Ring, ding, 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 ding. It's like just a bike bell. <laughs> the middle of the pack. But, uh, <laughs> my point being in, and, and I haven't looked at those stats for Wilson for in a while, my point being is that for a while there, the knock was that he was not great behind the plate, but 
he worked on it and he got better and he he moved up at least for a while into that middle area. So you why not have that guy who also hits 275 and you know has possible 30 home runs in him, you know? Yeah. Well, we're not we're not going to get Wilson Contreras. Uh, <laughs> we're team. not. That's, yeah, so that's, that's you can count that out. And I did tweet this out the other day just to remind everybody: these are the catchers that are out there. I tweeted this out. I said, if you, if even if Wilson had never been a Chicago Cub, Wilson Contreras is still the number one catcher available in baseball this year to get. And the Cubs now don't have a catcher. We've got nobody coming from the minor leagues anytime soon. So this is what you're looking at. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. Christian Vasquez, I, you know, I don't know. It, it, whoever they think is going to work best with their pitchers is who they're going to get. All these guys are old. How do they know? They don't know who's going to fucking work well with their pitchers. They don't even know who their pitchers are. I mean, no. they need to go out and well, get at least two more they. pitchers. Yeah. They got a bunch of kids that are going to just fucking come up and, you know, hey, these guys are kids. They should just listen to the fucking catcher anyway. So, yeah, well, there's it, it drops way off. Wilson was worth 5.3 war last year, and then it goes down to Mike Zanino, who's a year older, Omar Navarez at four war, Gary Sanchez, who's a year younger at 2.8 war, Christian Vasquez, who maybe that's kind of the way they'll go with it. Um, maybe they'll try to do him. I, I don't know. Uh, it's it's just really disappointing that he's just not in it. Like that. He just like, we're not in the Wilson Gutierrez sweepstakes. Meanwhile, other baseball podcasts for other teams are going, Ooh, I would really, I really hope we'd sign Wilson Gutierrez. That'd be freaking awesome. They, we would, we might actually win next year if we sign Wilson Gutierrez, but the Cubs are like, nah, we'll spend right. our money on unknown quantities. Yeah. And instead of the guy that we've, we've had in our system for 14 years. Yeah. You know, we're just going to yeah. kick him to the curb. May as well. So we'll get a qualify or a, uh, whatever the, the compensatory pick. I mean, oh. come on. Yeah. I, I'm going to turn that, that into gold, that's, baby. That's the shirt. I, I'm, I want to make is I'm a fan of compensatory picks <laughs> or, uh, yeah, I, I definitely failed wanna, compensatory pick, failed compensatory pick, <laughs> you know, I, I, oh, how about an intelligent spending shirt? Oh, uh, yeah. That would really be, that would go over big. Everybody would love that one. So, uh, Jed also said, and I won't, I don't, I got no screenshot for this, but he also said that he believes he has financial flexibility this year and they will spend more this year. I'm like, well, you better fucking because you didn't spend shit last year and you got all this money coming off the books, even more coming off the books next year. So, like, Let's start adding to those future books, shall we? And this should be an offseason that they should do it. And they sh they need to do it at shortstop, move Nico over to second. Everybody knows that. I'm putting up the shortstops here. Um, the problem is everybody's reporting that Cubs are not doing more than a five-year deal. Everybody yeah. says that. that so that's going to take you out of Trey Turner. That's going to take you out of Correa. And that's going to... I mean, probably take you out of Bo Bogarts who opted out of his contract. And uh, so he is available. And even if they do have a chance for all these guys, it's going to take them out of getting an early signing because everybody's going to wait. They're going to see if they can work the five-year or better deal. And before they, like, if they know the Cubs aren't going to get them five, you know, beyond five, why are they even going to talk to them at first? There's no point to it. So they're going to wait and wait, and the Cubs are just not going to be able to sign anybody 
until they know for sure nobody else will give them that better deal, and then they'll come back. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, it, well, for high AAV and all that stuff. It, yeah, I mean, it, it might work out that way, and the Cubs do. They could do some kind of high AAV thing, but, you know, that's... But what I'm saying is we are going to have to fucking sit here and have no clue who they're going to sign until goddamn mid to late January. That doesn't that doesn't bother me. I, I wish we weren't talking about this right now, to be honest. Like, I wish we'd be like, all right, everybody go home. We'll see you after the Super Bowl. And then we'll talk about baseball again. But baseball is and to its credit turning into a bit of a year-round sport with some of this stuff just because people are interested and they have got a lot more of the data. You got a lot I of would speculation. be so much more interested and fun if, if they started to fucking sign guys right now, though. And that's my point is even yeah. if they want to sign guys right now, they can't because these guys know if they want a longer-term deal that there's no point in even fucking talking to the Cubs right now. So the yeah. Cubs are just out on everybody. Until everybody else has decided they're not going to give them. There's there's a couple guys I think they might that there's a chance that we might get as little Christmas presents like before it all comes. But we'll talk about those guys after the break. Uh, Kodai Sanga, I think we got. I think we got a good chance there. There's enough smoke around Abreu to believe, and there's enough. And this brings me to my next Jed point. There's enough smoke around Abreu of around um, Matt Mervis and Abreu to make me think and how that might look as a platoon being that Abreu is a right-handed hitter and Mervis is a lefty um, that they really see that as like a power position where they can platoon that every day, have the DH when they're not at first or, you know, pinch hitter off the bench, little left field, whatever you have to do there. I, I could see them thinking of that in that way. And I don't hate that idea. I actually kind of like it, but this is what uh, Jed had to say about Mervis. Once again, this is all from the Bleacher Nation article that uh, you should go read because I dropped the link in the chat here. Uh, Mervis, this is what Jed said. Mervis has earned a lot of runway and playing time going forward. He's had such a great year at three levels, and now the Fall League, he's a big part of our plans. That said, we've talked about depth a lot, and it's important to keep building that depth. So he's very much in our plans but I think we're also going to be active in exploring alternatives that can play first that can play DH. I think that's really important. So that, that gave me a little bit more credence to a little more credence to the Abreu thing. We're going to look right. at him a little bit more because I, I can see that happen just so you know, here's the other first baseman out there. <clears throat> Anthony Rizzo is amongst them and Abreu's got the top war. So that would be the biggest get. Of all these guys, except for that he's 36. But that yeah. means you're not going to have him give him, a, give him a long deal. And you get the veteran presence, all that stuff. Rizzo, also a veteran, four years younger than Abreu. But uh, he opted out of his Yankees contract. Now he's got the qualifying offer. There's no way we're going for him because now he's tied to the compensatory pick. Give it up, Cubs fans. He's not coming back to the Cubs. Yeah. He never should have left, but he's not coming back. <clears throat> here's here's a guy who I think that really is a possibility. And he ended up in the playoffs this year on the Padres, Josh Bell, with the Pirates for years. He knows the division really well. He's only 30, uh, worth two games less war, two wins less war, I should say. <laughs> right. And um, I don't know. I, I like the idea of Josh Bell as well, if you're yeah, not going to get a I don't. I don't hate 
Josh Bell. I don't really hate Abreu either, but again, I think Abreu is a little bit tougher to get if he actually does want to win because, I mean, a 36-year-old isn't looking to get more than three years, probably max anywhere he goes. And so if he's only going to get one, two years, does he want to come to the Cubs who it's like, okay, it's great because I can stay living in Chicago. That's nice. If he, you know, if that's a big deal for him and his family, cause he's been there a while. But if he's like, I really want to compete for a ring before I'm out of this thing, you know, then yeah. Well, why would he pick the Cubs for two years? Yeah. Well, it depends on, and we'll talk about it afterwards. Like if you get Senga, they're, they're, I'm just saying like, they're oh, going to have to show maybe, him. Yeah. It, so let's, you know, extrapolate from that. If the Cubs get Abreu, especially early, I think that's really good news that they were able to show him something that made it worth coming here for his last year or two. You know, yeah. like he could stay. I mean, Abreu, unless can... it's just all about family, and he's like, you know, I got all this. You know, I got, I got my money, and I got my family. Abreu's, and I don't really want to. Abreu's got five more years in him because with the hitting, that's the whole point of the DH coming to both leagues. Now he can just go anywhere. He's a pure hitter. I mean, let, let me. Uh, I mean, since we're talking about Abreu, we could, we could. Well, actually, no. Let's let's wait till after the commercial break because I want to talk about a couple more things uh, Jed said. And that is, I and this is just more of an overall thing. I think that the idea that they would be in for the the shortstop, uh, you know, the sweepstakes, the shortstop sweepstakes this year, I think that makes sense. But I bet you, in the same way that they're d- valuing defense at catcher, with the shift coming in, they're going to be valuing defense up the middle. If you can move Nico over there to second base, and he's got pretty good range as it is, he plays shortstop pretty well. Um, doesn't have the best range in the major leagues, but uh, but if you can, because the shift's going to be there, you're going to have to have two quite athletic short because second baseman hasn't had to been good for a while. In right. a way, he's like they're like, hey, go play short left or go play short right. You know, go play short right field. Well, and, I mean, that tells you how bad the second basemen really are, though. Every time they shift, they don't just move the second baseman over. Like, they don't move all together in one direction. They're like, why don't you go over there where we yeah. don't think the ball's going? Yeah, exactly. We're going to move somebody where we think the ball's going. We don't want you near it. Yeah, we'd rather have the third. Yeah, in fact, you go play shortstop because it's definitely not going over there. We're going to bring the third baseman (laughs) over here to play your position where we know he's going to hit it. No, I mean, that's and they do all sorts of crazy shifting like that. But now they got to stay in position. So you're going to need guys who can really cover some ground over there. They're not going to be able to do what they were doing before. So I I just think that that adds another wrinkle to it. And then uh, the other place they're going to look is because of the Brendan Davis injury, which who knows what's going to happen with that is back hurts and twice now, two different ways too. Um, they want to add in center field. And I thought this would be interesting. Uh, we're not getting Aaron judge. No way. Yeah, no, just forget about that. Yeah, people. So everybody like <laughs> that was five years ago when we got the top guys, no more, but look at that 14.8 war. That's yeah, what that's happens insane. when you, that's what happens when you, uh, like what it's 62 he, he hit 62 that's what happens when you are possibly the single season home run king of yeah. all time 
So, uh, yeah, so Aaron Judge, uh, not going to happen. Brandon Nimmo, though, interests me. 7.4 war, pretty pure center fielder out there uh, for the Mets. Kevin Kiermeyer, he's 33, but I could see them doing that in like a Jim Edmondsy way. He's got a club option. I don't know what's going to happen with that. And then it kind of goes down from there. Lorenzo Cain will not be playing. I, I don't think this, this, he's supposed to be on this list, but there he is. And, and then <laughs> I don't want any of these other guys, so I'm not even going to mention their names. I just thought it was funny that uh, Lorenzo Cain was there. So, uh, you know, Kiermaier or Nimmo interests me. Brings a little veteran pre- presence, same thing. I would also think that that would be in a very Abreu-y way. Actually, Nimmo's a guy that you could sign to a longer deal. Be like, five years, we're giving you some money, we're locking you in. He's good. Well, and you know, and he's he's got he's got Boris. He's going to be looking for a longer term deal. And the only reason that I know Boris is his agent is because he made Finding Nemo jokes, yeah, and Which, Pixar jokes. I the, changed my mind. I don't want him because we're gonna have, <laughs> we're gonna have to deal with that shit on the broadcast. You're gonna have to early. deal with the Finding yeah. Nemo and yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I've never even seen that movie, so I'm not. Not that I don't get the reference, but like. <laughs> it's it's fucking dumb. Like, and they've been saying it in New York for ten years. Now they're gonna say in Chicago for ten. No, I'm done. I think he should be out of league. Go to go to uh, Japan where they didn't see that movie. They probably where they didn't see that. It's probably you, called you think they else, didn't though. see that movie in Japan. They might have seen the movie, but it not, might not be called Finding Nemo. Nemo, whatever the fuck <laughs> it's called. I don't know. I don't know. There's a couple of uh, Cubs moves that we could go through real quick, and then we're gonna go to commercial. Um, it's not that exciting. It really isn't. But um, activated off the 60-day IL. <laughs> well, the activated stuff is not that exciting because <clears throat> well, they who had gives to. a shit? You know, it's like, well, yeah, they're not they playing games. To. They had to do it. It's the de- deadline to activate everybody for the offseason because you got to be adding people to the 40-man. Um, so H- Hendricks, Hoyer, Cody Hoyer, remember him? Yeah. No. <laughs> Ethan Roberts uh, activated off 60. I'll That's the one. Ethan Roberts, I don't know who the fuck that is. I thought Ethan Roberts did my taxes last year. <laughs> and I thought uh, that was Ethan Allen. Oh, no, he was a patriot. And then uh, there's uh, Jason <laughs> Hayward, who was not out, who was not released. And I don't know why, because they said they Which were going is, to. Right? Isn't that weird? Like, why weird. would you make sure he's on the 40, man? Just release him, yeah. Um. Rafael Ortega, Alec Mills, and Brad Wick, and then outrighted off of and and uh, uh, Alec this Mills. This is what I thought was much more interesting was the outrighted list. Yeah, Alec Mills was outrighted, so uh, Brad Wick was outrighted. David Bodie, David Bodie, that was the one. He got Fucking his money done. Yeah, he's got his money, but but he's this off the forty man. I mean, he could probably still play, probably still play in the minors. Um, well, Steven, no, and, and, and he will. He cleared waivers. Yeah, Mills like did Like, all too. these guys cleared waivers, so any of them can be, you know, picked back up for the minors. Yeah, Stephen Brault, Narciso Crook, Anderson Espinoza, and Fran Mill Reyes um, all will be in the minors, although uh, some of the, couple of these guys can uh, go look for other jobs, Fran Mill being one of them, Brault being another one, uh, I think Espinosa maybe could. I forget. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, Fran Mill wasn't all that impressed. I mean, I like him as a person, it seems, but yeah. And he's one of the guys that uh, can go and be a free agent. But like David Bodie can't even be a free agent. Like he, he 
he got outrighted. All the other teams passed on his, uh, you know, whatever. The, I fucking would have. The nine yeah. million dollars that they owe him for three it, years. I would have passed. And now he's back in the minors, making and, money, just buying stakes for for kids. <laughs> and he cannot. But like, he's still, you know, he's got to wait to the end of that contract before he can be a free agent and maybe go do something. Which by then, I mean, it's never going to happen. Like, I don't know. It was that was a surprising one for me because of how much it felt like that front office seemed to like him. They were the only ones. None of the fans did. Nobody liked him. I mean, I I don't. He did one thing one time. Well, he so. did. He was good in a very specific situation. End of the game, game on the line. The guy seemed to come up big in a lot of games from like whatever 2019, 2020. You know, like he had a flair he, for the dramatic. He did. Yes, that's the perfect way to put it. He had a flair for the dramatic. When he came up in that, you know, in those late innings, you felt kind of good about it because he could pull that off. But outside of that, what was he doing really for the team? I don't know, making outs. but i mean after everybody figured him out you know then he was injured and then it's like never kind of got back on track and and now there's other people we'd rather watch play like christopher morell plays third base i'd rather see him over there than david Bodie. so anyhow well let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk about a little bit more about abreu and uh uh senga right uh kind of it kind of excited about the prospect of that i'm gonna get my hopes up for something it's been I've been negative too long. I'm turning it around. I'm getting my hopes up. I know Ouch. it sounds sounds dangerous, but that's what I'm gonna do. Here's a commercial for Patreon. This is how we keep the lights on here on the channel or on the show. Uh <laughs> we'll be uh we'll be right back. All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog eat dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto, where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer, and in turn, line the pockets of the baseball agarch Ricketts family. Just one dollar a month can buy a scorecard. Five dollars a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song. And ten dollars a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But super ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Ranter levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Ranter calendar, and special thanks and Ranter recognition in our live broadcasts. Plus, eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money. For tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. And become a super ranter today. This just in, I just happened to look at my email here, and Brian just became a patron. Hey, welcome, Brian. 
Appreciate that. I don't know who Brian is. Yeah, well, you're you're about to, my friend. You're about to find out. Brian's going to come into that Discord. He's just going to jump all over it. and He probably just joined the Patreon page just so he could tell us off. He's going to quit right away. It's like a dollar to tell these fucking guys off. No problem. I'll, I'll do that. I mean, yeah. I mean, fuck. Hey, we'll, anytime we'll you want a dollar to yeah, anybody, tell us off. No problem. So, uh, God, you guys are your worst takes in baseball. So, um, all right, throwing throwing quarters at us, just four quarters. Yeah, speaking of throwing money at us, uh, up in uh, right above Michael and my head. If you're watching the show right now, I know the podcasters aren't seeing anything above our head right now, but um, right above our heads, uh, you can see the PayPal and the Venmo. There's QR codes there. If you want to just send us money, you know, we just for doing the show, just be like, hey, you guys. Go get drunk on my dime for doing this show. I really appreciate it. And me and Michael will share that money equally, and we will get drunk on you, my friends. We'll do our best. Yeah, and thank you in advance. So uh, let's talk about some of the players that the Cubs may spend money for. I I do, I believe in the Sanga thing, man. I do. Here's Kodai Sanga. You can't really see it that well if you're watching right now because he's played a while. What's weird, he's, it's the largest baseball reference page they've ever made. It is, and I don't really understand. It's because like he played for SoftBank. I guess they have two. It's like two different uh, seasons, probably the because they have year. they have domes, and so they can probably play in you know. Short seasons and long seasons. Yeah, because you'll see like in 20, 2021, there's it says two teams, but it's both SoftBank and one's JPPL and the other one's JPWL. And there's a lot more. Uh, it takes a lot more innings in the JPPL. So WL maybe is Winter League. Yeah, it sounds sounds like it. And the um, the PL is the Pummer League. Pummer. I don't know, man. What the fuck does Pummer mean? <laughs> <laughs> Never even heard of a Pummer. I'm pretty sure it's Japanese for summer. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, I mean, you know, I, as being the guy that wrote the history of Japan, I, <laughs> and if you don't know what I'm referencing, <laughs> there was... There was a time this past summer where I'll, I'll play the video. I got the video ready. I'll just play it now. <laughs> but there was a, a my friend, uh, Tatsu, my mom's friend, uh, uh, Tatsuya, and um, his wife, uh, who I forget her name, but um, they were in town and um, gave him his first shot of Malort. But I, I, I sounded like an idiot when I was giving it to him. <laughs> here, I'll play it real quick. Okay. This is Danny Rocket here with my friend Tatsuya. And this is Yuka, his wife. Uh, and uh, we're here at the Nisei Lounge. I've told them the whole history of uh, Japan, and, and I'm gonna uh, and how they uh, first came. So I'm, I'm basically a <laughs> Japanese expert. <laughs> I've told them the entire history of Japan because their school <laughs> probably didn't tell them. So, so then I decided to write a book. And so uh, for the podcast <laughs> listeners, I'm showing a hilarious book cover back from when I smoked cigarettes. But it's a good picture for the book. <laughs> Subtitled Danny Rocket explains Japanese history. <laughs> uh, it is good. I, I, I think that. I'm gonna have to put that in this year's calendar. <laughs> just like yeah. a, on some like special Japanese day, like I don't know. I just remember just <laughs> figure, figure out what day that Tatsuyo did the shot. 
Oh yeah, Tatsuya does a shot. History Japan picture. <laughs> I'll figure out that day. Um, so I like the idea of the saying. I mean, here's the thing: he's really good, and uh, I mean, and I know this might transfer strangely to the United States. It does sometimes. We don't know that till we see it. But he's been very successful. I mean, let's just go through his entire stats uh, in in the NPB. He's pitched in 275 games, and uh, he's got an earned run average. Why am I not seeing that here? Oh, yeah, 242. Lifetime. Lifetime ERA. Yeah. In 11 seasons. That's really good. So, I mean, it's not like he's coming over with, like, a four and you think he might have a five. It's like he's got a two and a half, then you think he might have a three and a half or something. Or maybe he continues to succeed because I looked up his um his uh I'm like what what kind of pitches does he throw like now this is getting serious I'm gonna look more into this so uh, he's got a fastball at 154 miles an hour it's <laughs> incredible and I'm putting up this and I found this on a Japanese website um then I translated it to English and average velo 154.3 the fourth yeah. ball comes in at 136 and that's got to be some kind of uh, Here- of a record. <clears throat> Here's the thing that I find most amazing. He throws a 154-mile-per-hour fastball, but he only throws that 45% of the time. Yeah. I mean, I think I might throw that all the time. Yeah, if yeah, if yeah, exactly. If you're dialing it up like that, you'd think you just rely on it. Just blow the guy away. Uh, but when you throw in the slider at 133 and you got a 20-mile-per-hour difference between the slider and the fastball – um, I mean, maybe you maybe you do that. Use that. You spin it up there at 133 miles per hour and see what the guy can do with it as it fades away. He's he, yeah. I I assume that he's forced to throw those other pitches just because the catcher's hand gets really painful. <laughs> exactly. Taking all those fastballs. So of course I'm kidding, and I know that this was all de- uh, denominated here in uh, kilometros. The um, metric system. The metric system. Whoa! I actually don't know it at all. It makes complete sense, either. but I don't. Know, I don't know it. But, um, but that does translate to ninety-five to ninety-six on the fastball and eighty-three on the slider. So, uh, that puts the fork ball slightly above there, and probably puts the uh, cutter in the low nineties, high eighties, something like that. So that's pretty good. So that's the good news on how awesome it's going to be when we get Kodai Senga. And not only that, but I can just take the Seiya song, change it up a little bit, um, and go Senga, Senga. And it's like the same song. Uh, Cub Doggy 1981 says, yes, we need that. Um, so uh, and David Elliott points out Brian is really getting his dollar worth with this Japanese translation and history. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so uh, yeah, I, I like, I like the idea of this. I, I don't know how much more I, I could say. I'm really high on the idea. If we get him, I'll be excited. Um, here's the bad news. Okay. <laughs> this is from that same Japanese site. 2022. Sanga missed on turn in the rotation after being deactivated on May 21st with tightness in his right elbow, for which he was again sidelined on June 25th and missed two more starts. He then missed most of August after testing positive for COVID. 
So a couple elbow problems and then a COVID issue. I'm not as worried about the COVID, but the uh, elbow is a little disconcerting. You got to hope the Cubs are going to do their due diligence on that. Um, sure they will. Well, <clears throat> and, you know, I don't know if you heard that Gordon Wittenmeyer ran into saying his agent at the winter. What are, what are these right now? The, the, the GM meetings. GM meetings. They're all um, winter meetings, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, he, so he ran into the agent and talked to him about him. And uh, apparently, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, I'm saying is, you I'm a, sorry. I'm, a Hummer or something? Like, what's going on? <laughs> God, I wish. You seem no, distracted. Uh, because my kids are texting me and it's going back and forth and I'm getting lost. But Saya apparently is trying to recruit him for yeah. the team. Yeah. yeah Saya tr- that's, that's always good news. You know, if you're going to go to a team that far away, if you've got a friend there, that's always a bonus. So it made me take it more seriously. And the fact that he, that uh, Gordon had talked to his agent, I believe, and said that they were looking for a large market team to go to. And yeah, I know Gordo had on the Cubs talk podcast had speculated that um, that might be mean that Yankees could be involved or, you know, some, one of the New York teams or California teams are always involved, but so We'll see. We'll, we'll see uh, what happens. I'm excited about it. I think it could really happen. We already talked a little bit about Abreu. Just want to remind everybody of what, what kind of hitter he is. He is he's older. He's 35. He got into the league pretty late in his uh, life. 27 is when he came in. It did nothing but kick ass after that. I mean, really, it's been incredible. Well, his, I mean, his rookie year, he was fourth in MVP voting, won the rookie of the year. Yeah. So, Silver Slugger, All Star. That's great. Did win the MVP in 2020, 2020, where he just had an incredible year. I mean, 60 game season, 60 RBI. I mean, that's pretty good. Uh, he's <clears throat> lifetime batting average of 292, 354 OBP, 506 slugging for an 860 OPS and a 134 OPS plus. The dude's like pretty pure hitter. Um, at Wrigley Field, he gets even better. Um, he's got an OPS over a thousand. Um, batting 309, 367, OBP 360, so 642 slugging. He's got eight homers at Wrigley and um, 81 at bats. So if you figure that if every 81 at bats, he's going to hit 880 home runs, that means he's just uh, no, eight home runs. If every 81 at bats, he's going to hit eight home runs. That makes me think. That if he has, let's say, he's going to hit like 25 to 30 home runs at Wrigley Field alone if that plays out that way. <laughs> and of course yeah. it will. Of course. So I, I like the idea. love hitting in Wrigley. Yeah. I don't mind the idea <laughs> of the platoon situation. You let Mervis hit against mostly righties. Uh, play around with that DH spot. Maybe you get a little bit of flexibility flexibility there um i think mervis has deserved at least a chance to lose a roster spot in spring training like it's it's yours because you did so great now it's yours to lose so if you come up here and you bat 100 and you don't hit any home runs at spring training you're going to the minors but if you come up 
and you keep hitting home runs and you keep they're not gonna and you keep batting for average two and you play a decent first base, you're gonna stay here. Uh, it's yours, it's yours to lose. You have I, it, but you could lose it. I wish they would do that, but you know, I, I don't know. And maybe this was a Theo thing that, you know, how many at bats he gets and you know, he needs to get in the minor leagues, like all that stuff may come into play as well, which I hope it doesn't. I mean, I'm with you. Let Mervis come up and, and give him I, a shot. I want Especially to see if you if you can platoon him, platoon him and not expose him to everybody all at once. Yeah. So uh, you brought this up. I see you put it in the script. We we got um, the the qualifying offers and the opt outs. Uh, we got all that news. The full qualifying offers. Uh, you know, we mentioned some of these guys already. Aaron Judge, Trey Turner, Xander Bogarts, Jacob Degrom, Dansby Swanson, uh, Carlos Rodon, Brandon Nimmo, Wilson Contreras, Chris Bassett. Um, Anthony Rizzo, Tyler Anderson, Martin Perez, Jock Peterson, Nathan Eovaldi, and some of these guys are also opt-outs Then that got the qualifying offer, and those are Xander Bogarts, Carlos Correa, Nelson Cruz. Uh, if you're looking for some pop from an old man, uh, Zach Davies. Oh, please, yeah, oh, saw please. him pop up there. Please, no. <clears throat> Jacob deGrom, um, Jerickson Profar, Carlos Rodon. Robert Suarez, Taiwan Walker. That's interesting. He also a Boris quiet client and Anthony Rizzo opted out. That's how we end up with getting the, uh, the qualifying offer. So um, pretty interesting. The, the qualifying offer, just to remind everybody, if uh, you, you sign the player, you lose your second round draft pick and $500,000 in uh, international uh, free agent bonus pool money. And, just to give you an idea of what the Cubs have done in the second rounds uh, for a few of the years. Um, back in 2011, it was Vogelback. 2012, uh, Dwayne Underwood was in the second round. 2013, Rob Zestrisny. So that's what you're I mean, looking at for your... What you, what you just pointed out to me, Danny, is that they're good at this because, I mean, those are all three big leaguers. They have yeah. all played at the big league level. Yeah. They all yeah. made it. They all made it. Made the show. <laughs> big show. So, um, anyway, I, I, we're not getting any. We're not getting anybody over five years, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, any of these free agents, any of these opt outs, any of these guys that are probably looking for a, a, a longer contract, you probably cross them off your list. So that's kind of sad to me. We're going to talk about a little bit more of this on the Discord afterwards. So, because I really want to know who you guys want. And I see all the noise on Twitter and stuff like that. And I know what holes we have to fill, which is all of them, oh, pretty much. Yes. So <laughs> it's it's just a total uh, project in flux right now. So, uh, but you but you wonder, and this is what I'm wondering, and I, maybe we can I kind of leave it at this um, this thought is, would you? So you got Suzuki lined up. That's going to happen. You got Hap coming off. You got Horner, uh, who maybe could get an extension. Um, like, do you think that the Cubs are interested? Just because their idea is like five years is is not. We're not doing that with anybody. Anything more than five years. So if that's the thought process, 
Doesn't that make you think that extensions are not likely considering they also did not extend anybody else that they had all those years. Um, whereas teams like the Braves just have been able to do that. Cubs don't seem like they've even wanted to, although it's been widely reported, you know, there were some offers on the table, but then there was nothing ever real, real to be fair. They extended Bodie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now we can leave it there. (laughs) They, They did. They did land one of those guys. Yeah. So, yeah. So don't, don't get too excited. Um, so we're, we're going to come back. We're going to take one more quick commercial break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about uh, we got some DH meter and a uh, also meter. Yeah, which will fit in perfectly with the new the new hitting coaches. The Cubs got very exciting oh, stuff. Uh, then we're going to pitch. Then we're going to pitch off the episode with some TFCs. Uh, we're going to do a, a chance strong hashtag chance in the chat for you for your postcard of a message of hope and doom and your chance to win a Pedro Strope bobblehead from uh, a year we don't remember and um anyway then we're going to go over to discord so if you're a patreon member you get uh page uh you get discord access to come hang out with us because what a joy that would be to hang out with michael and me in person yeah. how cool um christmas is coming i'd really appreciate it if you used our shopping links at sunranto.com shopping and just to remind you here's a commercial for If you're like most Americans, you buy shit. Lots of shit. Sometimes you buy shit for other people. Sometimes you buy shit for yourself. And sometimes you buy shit you have to buy just to stay alive. So why not buy shit through the Sunranto affiliate links at sunranto.com slash shopping. We've got tons of shit you can buy. Go to sunranto.com, click on the shopping link, then click our ads and buy shit. We've got Amazon. They've got tons of shit. But you can also buy MLB shit, NBA shit, NFL shit, Fan's Ed shit, Southwest Airlines shit, Fanatic shit, Reebok shit, Wine of the Month shit, Beer of the Month shit, Bear Mattress shit, StubHub shit, Lid shit, Sports Memorabilia shit, Volcanica Coffee shit, Vibrator shit, Condom shit, Bag shit, NHL shit, and Audible Membership shit. There's a whole lot of shit that can help the Sun Ranto Show stay on the air so we can keep talking shit. So buy shit today through sunranto.com slash shopping. Thanks. Cubs Jesus thinks you're the shit. Sorry for all all right. swearing if your kids were watching. I mean, <laughs> it is 8.57. Your, your real little kid should be in bed and your older kids got to learn sometime. Might as well and learn this it is- from me. This is the Sun Ranto show. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Maybe we need a disclaimer. Nah. I mean, uh, (laughs) (laughs) that ship has sailed. Um, uh, Yeah. We've been doing this 11 years. 11 years. So, yeah. 10. We're still in year 10. If you haven't figured out that we cuss sometimes, curse words. So Cubs got some new coaches. Um, they an- announced uh, the 2023 Major League Coaching Staff. Um, the new to the staff are Dustin Kelly, hitting coach. Uh, Jim Aducci is the assistant hitting coach and game planning coach. And Alex Smith is the Major League Coach Data Development and Process Coach. Um, so uh, I do know that um, Dustin Kelly is quite highly thought of um i looked up a little bit what did i do with my notes on this i think we just missed it earlier in the show um the uh, yeah dustin kelly had a minor league career with a 609 ops 
<laughs> so so he knows what he's doing. Down, down nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 609, not 69. I know. I, I, like, I didn't know what to do there. Jim Maducci with a career 626. Everybody knows you, you rarely ever get an O with the 69. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, Jim Maducci had a career 626 OPS. So he, he knew what he was doing. He was like a lifelong. He did make it to the show as well. That's his uh, major league career OPS there, by the way. And Greg Brown has been, uh, I guess, offered a different position in the organization but we don't know what that is or whether he will accept it. All I know is this, is that um, the, uh, wait, what am I looking for? Yeah, here we go. The Cubs, uh, when they named the uh, this hitting coach, Kelly, uh, he will be the third lead hitting coach under Ross, who's only been here since 2020. So one different one every year. And the eighth, hitting coach for Chicago in a 12-year span between 2012 and 2023. So this podcast has lived under eight hitting coaches, um, including the assistant hitting coach job. The Cubs have cycled through 17 coaches on the offensive side in that same time period. That seems like a lot. See, in where this used to be a problem, right? When the core was here and they kept doing this, that was a problem. Now... I mean, we're running through players just as fast as the hitting coaches, so it really doesn't matter anymore, does it? Yeah, it's it's probably kind of the situation, like when you've been at a job for like you know three months, and then they hire a new guy, and the new guy has no idea that you're not a seasoned veteran because he's just <laughs> right. you know? so it's like the new guy, the new player comes in, and you know the coach could just ask, "Oh, I've been here for fifty years," like you know that's that's my name on the wall, or he puts Let up his own picture, hit the ball, Mervis. Yeah, exactly. I've been here a while, so but he just got here. Here too so uh let's let's do a little dho meter these are fun i've got i do have the graphic um uh where i put it? oh here and for the pod for the podcast <laughs> listeners that was the sound of a coconut exploding <laughs> yes and, and a guy swearing <laughs> i don't know where you came up with that I don't know either graphic at all. Yeah. Um, um, okay. Facebook user says more hitting coaches than Sunranto main hosts, even counting <laughs> IFG who should be counted. IFG's been out a bunch. Mm-hmm. She's like our Joan Rivers host. You know, yeah, back in the Carson show tonight yeah, we show. Keep, we keep sending her back down because, you know, to keep her clock from starting. She just doesn't like us that much. <laughs> that seems to be the issue. That's why everybody comes in and then they and they go leave. Away. Yeah, it's, it's it's really me. I'm the through light of the people that uh, <laughs> has been here almost every time. So, all right, uh, DH. So we wanted to look at the DH because we had the DH for the you know like not the first time. Obviously, 2020 we had it. We talked about this a little bit. This is the first full season. It's really here, I guess, which I fucking hate, but. We wanted to check in and see what did we get for the DH this year? Because I believe we were told that the offense was going to change immensely. And the NL was just going to be this 
amazingly fun thing with balls hit all over the fucking place. It's going to be crazy. Nobody's ever going to strike out again. That's just how it works, right? Well, let's see. In 2021, uh, the NL had 2,885 homers. 2022, with the DH, they had 2,658. I believe that's 620-something, or 220-something less. There were less home runs this year. Uh, batting average, 2021, 242. 2022, it's 243. Wow. So we got a lot better there. Uh, the OBP dropped by four points. Oh, Jesus. The slugging <laughs> dropped by nine points. Well, yeah, less less homers. Yeah. And the OPS dropped by 13 points. So there you go. There's your... There's your DH in the NL changing the game, people. It got that much better. Now, uh, just to look real quick for the the AL as well, um, because you know you got to do a little comparative. They're like our uh, uh, whatever rival. No, they're they're our uh, our standard, right? Because like. One is you're doing the experiment on, and then the other one is the one that you keep the same. Yeah. Yeah. And they actually dropped 500 less home runs in the wow. AL. This and year. that's with Aaron Judge hitting 62. <laughs> <laughs> uh, their Incredible. batting average dropped three points. Wow. Uh, they're, and last year, the, they had a 245 versus the NL's. 242 in this year the nl had 243 to the al's 242 so the al is getting worse than the nl now and you saw that there were less homers they had more homers in 2021 than the nl and now they had less uh their obp dropped by seven points their um the slugging dropped by what that's 15 plus 8 is 23 23 points yeah. slugging god and their ops went down 30 points from 731 to 701 they were worse the al was worse than the nl across the board and if you know a little bit of your history about the nl and the al and how things were playing out prior to the dh coming to the league in the al the nl dominated in offensive categories constantly so you know it looks like it's heading back that way. Okay, so can't just look at that. We got to look at what the NLDH did against, uh, you know, the nine hole, oh, right? The, because that's the word you were looking for was control. There the, it is, the control. Is the control. <laughs> control in the experiment. Yeah. So, well, the the NLDH. Where did they rank in the lineup this year? 330 home runs, that was second best. Batting average was sixth best. OBP was fifth best. Slugging was fifth best. And OPS was fourth best. So that's in the lineup. That's one through nine. That's where they ended up. So the home runs did show up there lineup-wise versus the other spots. Yeah, but overall they were down. Yeah, but overall they're down. 
Um, so then I want to look at that nine hole. Uh, so obviously in 2021, the nine hole was the pitcher and then whoever pinch hit for the pitcher. Right. Usually. And 2022, that nine hole is just, I don't know. Sometimes it was the DH on the Cubs at least, but you know, so who knows who they were, but they weren't a pitcher. Uh, the nine hole in 2022 did hit more home runs. 221 home runs to 144 in 2021. That's not as large a jump as I thought it might be. Batting average with the DH, 234. Without the DH was 166. Yeah. OBP with the DH, 296. Without the DH, 229. Uh, slugging, 365 to 256. OPS, 661 to uh 485 yeah so you're getting more offense out of that but the overall result is less offense <laughs> from everybody else <laughs> exactly so and that so and that was always my argument about this like it wasn't making any difference in these things so you you can add worse hitters throughout the lineup because you're not as worried about having that dead spot so i started to look at where they were in the order uh, 2021, the three through six hitters hit 1,496 home runs. And in 2022, the three through six hit 1,322. So they dropped by 160. So, so the middle of, is a middle of the lineup. The feared, the feared middle of the order had less yeah. home runs. Yeah. They So they weren't as good. You know, batting average, uh, the three through six in 2021 was 331. 2022, it was 318. Slugging, 435 to 409. OPS, 767 to 727. Down across the board. Across the board. Walks, even the walks were down and... Strikeouts were up. Strikeouts were up. You know, so that's like the heart of your order is worse now than they used to be. So even though you got rid of your dead spot at the end of the lineup, you have worse hitters, or everybody is performing worse, at least, in those spots. Yeah, but the, look at the 7 through 9, though. The 7 through 9 in the order, the home runs were up by like 100. Uh, the batting average were was up. No, the, be- the home runs were up. Oh, no, those are played appearances. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and that was the difference. So... So the seven through nine order had to be looked at differently because uh, when you get a P when you're at the ball game, yeah, got a P seven through nine. Now they're hitting home runs. <laughs> Where am I going to, when am I going to go? Yep. Yeah. So there, they were a uh, hundred. Yeah. 98 less home runs in 2021, but that's not a ton, but batting average less, 220, but less homers overall. Yeah. But less homers overall. Um, and then, you didn't, but the big thing was always like, oh, there's just nothing but strikeouts in that nine spot, the pitcher, all that stuff. Well, the strikeouts in 2021 were, you know, 9109 in that nine spot. And in 2022, it's six. I'm sorry. No, it's, it's <laughs> 5797 to 6646. They went up though. But, but. The difference is the plate appearances. 
So they were putting in uh, the seven through nine. Unfortunately, the seven through nine, the way that they had it, the plate appearances were less in 2021 oh. than in 2022 because they took the uh, they actually took the pitchers out of it. Right. So this is non pitcher. Oh, OK. And so that makes it a little bit different. But 2021, they had uh, a 24, yeah, 24% chance of hitting a home run. 2022, 24% chance of hitting a home run. Uh, well, oh, yeah. So it's, does it, it, these are fucked all up. All those but, numbers yeah. to tell you that it did not make that much of a difference overall. Overall, did not make that much difference. But if you truly look at what's going on, six through nine or three through nine, there, all those numbers are down. Well, Facebook user would um, like to ask if uh, if you will have teeth by the time you stop complaining about the DH. Absolutely never. not. No way. No. no, he will never stop um, complaining about the DH, and he will never stop losing teeth. <laughs> Well, the you know, and the the point I I always make is that I wasn't against the AL having the DH. It was I didn't want the universal rule. And now that we've got the universal rule, you have all these people who said the fucking DH was going to change everything and it was going to be this great game. Well, year one, it didn't pan out that way. the The game overall dropped in, you know, in overall offense. For the NL, at least. Well, and we saw for the AL as well. So that means that there could be some other things going on. Could be some of these dead balls or whatever that they're using now. So that does make a difference. But we're going to see over uh, the next few years, whether that goes up, goes down. It, it's a little hard to do when you don't have a control. Thank you, David Elliott. When you don't have a control with the baseballs going all over, you know, sometimes they're bouncy balls and sometimes they're not. Well, so. Cubs doggy agrees with you. I hate the DH2. I'm with Michael for the record. So you, so the, well, at, least, and, at least one guy agrees with you. <laughs> and, you know, it was just, there was less intrigue with the World Series, right? Like there was no, like, we have the I DH, mean, you don't have the DH. There was none of that going on. I kind of just don't saying care. it made. All of this stuff less interesting. I'm numb. I'm numb. I've complained about it already. They're doing what they want. I'm just, you know, I've just, I've acquiesced at this point. I don't give a fuck. But I tell you what I do give a fuck about, and that's Cubs grades. And I'm really sorry we did not get to them today. I was really hoping we would, but we're running a little long, and we and we want to get over to the Discord and hang out with everybody tonight. So uh, we're just going to have to put that off. And unfortunately, uh, this is our last show until – after December. Now, and that might not totally be true. Definitely be hanging out. I'm leaving to go to Mexico to get married. And um, I will uh, be leaving next Wednesday. I will be back in December, uh, beginning of December. Then we'll start doing shows. It's probably not much going on anyway. But if there is something going on, maybe we go on the Discord and talk about it. Maybe we go on Spaces and talk about it. Uh, maybe do a, like a quick little, you know, BS show about it. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to be busy. So well, and uh, and I uh, am going to try and jump in for the Patreon people, and uh, you know, drop some singles on the Patreon as we go through. Whenever I come up with some stuff, a lot of times I don't just because I know we have a show coming up. But knowing that we're going to be out of the 
for a little bit. Yeah, you can focus. I will definitely get in. I'm going to schedule some times for me to actually put some content out there for you people. So, and uh, the Christmas, the Cubs Christmas carols competition is going. So keep writing those. We're going to be hitting those hot and heavy as soon as we get back in. Uh, here is the Facebook um, event for the Cubs Christmas caroling. There is also an Evite event that I'm dropping these links in the chat. Michael, you can't go. You told me that sad news today. That's too bad. Uh, it's I'm going to miss it again. So, because just like last year, the first time I ever thought I was going to go, my kid had a jazz concert that night. And guess what? Same thing. It's the number one non-attended event by Michael Cotton. (laughs) It really is. So, um, and somebody asked me if we were going to do a a live streamed caroling thing. And remember we did that in 2020. I, I, I wrote all those songs and then we all sang along on zoom do you remember that oh right yeah we all had to have our mics off because of the freaking echo yeah so um anyway i'm like huh eh, maybe we maybe we could do that you know maybe i'll do that you know it, i was, was thinking, a little weird but it, you know desperate times call for desperate measures you know danny with with correa coming back you can recycle the correa song this year oh so yeah you can get back on espn again yeah exactly well they'll yeah exactly mine is mine as well <laughs> i mean I was looking at my Cubs Christmas Carol list, and I was just like, "Ugh, what do you what is with a team like this? You know, what do I write a Jan Gomes song? Like, I don't care. Like, nobody cares about Jan Gomes. I guess we'll do Patrick Wisdom. He's better out of well, that. You know, Morell gets some love, but everybody else is like, what are we going to be singing songs about being sad that Wilson's gone? <laughs> like, it's yeah. supposed to be celebratory, so." Anyway, uh, please uh, review our podcast on iTunes. It's something that podcasts tell people to do, so we figured we'd act like a real podcast for once and ask you to do it too. No, I think it could help bring more ranters into the fold. I do. We never have tried it before. Maybe that's why we're not very successful. Let's give it a shot. Hey, and, and everybody out there, like, tell your friends. If you like this show, if you're willing to drop in here, watch this shit, Every fucking week, you know, some of you people are in here all the time. Tell your friends. They'll come in. Then you, then tomorrow you would think about it. You could actually talk to your friends about all the dumb shit that we said tonight. And you could be like, can you believe Cotton's still bitching about the fucking DH? And your friend will be like, yeah, what's wrong with that guy? And then you it's like a bonding moment. Like you, you bring your friends in. It's good you. for us. It's good for you. That's why I'm friends with a with Crawley. We <laughs> we became friends making fun of Cotton. It really is fun. So, <laughs> speaking of making fun of people, um, TFCs. Yeah, um, here we you go. got two ICs. So I only I have do. one. I only have one. So you go first. Okay. Let me let me get to my TFCs here. Uh, okay, so this has to do with uh, the Scott Boris uh, talk, all the different things that he was saying. And it comes from Chicago Cubs on uh, Reddit. And I really, I just, I loved, I love the attitude in this one. Uh, Some such things says, I don't care what you negative Nelly Bells say. I'm choosing to go full mast on this with the help of a hefty scoop from the pill bucket. World Series or bust. And I do mean bust. 
I don't know. This dude came like he came from the 1920s or yeah, something. New like, negative Nelly Bellies. <laughs> I'm going full mast with the hefty scoop from the pill bucket. <laughs> what you does need, that mean? The hefty you scoop. You need to from the say that in a, in a different accent. I don't care what you negative Nelly Bellies say. <laughs> I'm choosing to go full mast on this with the help of a hefty scoop from the pill bucket. Something like That's, that. Maybe more yeah. old manish. I don't care what you <laughs> negative. Really does Anybody say <laughs> something like that. I don't know. Here's mine. Uh, this one's straight to the point. Um, Chicago Cubs wishing a, a happy birthday to at Rowan Wick and Champagne Zoe says happy birthday. DFAM. I'm <laughs> <laughs> very nice at all. Oh, poor Rowan Wick. Like, Hey honey, the, the Cubs, are, they said happy birthday to me on the, Oh, Champagne Zoe hates me. <laughs> Zoe Truther. Oh, God. Okay. Well, getting back to the DH, again, what did I say? When we go to the universal rule, the next thing you're going to see is let's do a realignment because now there's no difference between the leagues. And what do you know, people? I started seeing the shit already. I have seen a bunch of different people putting out their new realignment things all that over the place. Happens. We've been seeing realignment shit for forever. But no, it's hot and heavy it's now because now. there's no difference between the rules. Like there's an actual like, oh, I can see this now. Mm. But uh, I really enjoyed this guy's ideas, what he wanted to do. He says, uh, with the DH officially gone, what if MLB rearranged divisions based on the voices in my head. <laughs> so <laughs> the voices in his head say the blood pit division is the Astros, the Yankees, the Braves, Dodgers, and Boston. The NL West peaceful mode. That's the Angels, Rockies, Padres, Giants, and Diamondbacks. Tank Bowl is uh, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, and Detroit. The birds and the seas. So I guess he's, he's all bird teams together with the birds fish. and the fish teams all together. The the devil rays, the jays. I can't see what the yellow one is, and I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Oh, the Mariners, the yeah, the Marlins, the, the fucking Orioles, Orioles the Cardinals. And Cardinals. Yeah. yeah, man, they're using some old logos in here. Yeah, I mean that devil rays thing I haven't seen for a while. The Ohio Dome. They're literally just going to put Cleveland and Cincinnati in their own division. Uh, NL East founding members. So this is just based on how the NL East originally started way back in the day. The the Mets, the Nationals, the Cubs, and... That's not true. The Nationals are not a founding member. Well, they were the they would have been the Washington team. You know, the, the, but it wasn't the Washington was the center as an AL team. Nah, this whole TFC is falling apart. It's all fucked up now. Yeah. Well, and then the last division is the only division ESPN is allowed to broadcast. Uh, and that's the White Sox, the A's, uh, the Twins, the Rangers. Nobody wants to watch this. Yeah. This the, the whole right side <laughs> of this meme is terrible. It is. It's this really guy messy. just ran out of things that say, uh, you know. 
Yeah, but it's hard. So, 30, 30, 30 games. Or 30 I really teams, like the but, idea that they're just going to make the divisions based on the voices in his head. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, make sure you get your tickets to Winterfest at Wrigley. It looks like a lot of fun. I've been going around there, seeing it, it all up there. You can go out there and ride the uh, John Lackey on their carousel. You can see Ooh. it right there. I took a picture of it. Got little John Lackey's going up and down. You just get on him. On his back, listen to that. Uh, I wonder if they have, probably have children hanging out of their open mouths. Yeah, just, just eating child <laughs> after child to keep going. So uh, hashtag chance in the chat, and we're going to pick a winner right about now. And then we're going to go over to Discord and hang out for a little bit. Join us on over there. Talk about a few things that we've already been talking about. And um, maybe a couple of these realignment things. I actually have a few ideas about what that might look like. So uh, let's draw... For the chance. You ready? And Bernie Barron is the winner. Congratulations, Bernie. Hey, congrats, Bernie. You deserved it. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I've seen Bernie in the chat tonight. So this is gonna be a surprise to her tomorrow. Yeah. You worked hard, Bernie. You 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 got your, your dreams have come true. Um, here is a, uh, a song that I wrote a long time ago called the off season blues. Uh, and, um, I don't know. I, I always liked it. Nobody else likes it that much, but I'm going to play it anyway until everybody likes it. I'm going to keep playing it all winter until it's, you like it. It's kind of like when we just tell the same joke every episode and like, it's funny. Then it's not funny. Then it's funny again. Then it's not funny. Just keeps going. Oh, she is there. Right. Yeah, Bernie says thanks. Thank you, Bernie. Thanks for watching and listening and everything. We'll see you over in the Discord. Uh, please allow me a moment to pour myself a drink, and um, uh, we'll be uh, we'll be back in December, or unless something crazy happens. So, uh, bye. Who will let you know? Spagog. Who will let you know about that. Spagog. And watching baseball with a bottle of booze. I got the offseason blues. Make blubbery belly getting harder to lose. I got the offseason blues. Should have gone to Rio on a carnival cruise. I got the offseason blues. The shovel in my sneakers and a ruin my shoes. I got the offseason blues. Nothing but depression coming out of the news. I got the offseason Dreaming about the copies in and after the suits. I got the offseason for Sunday. It will be spring again. And the national anthem will be sung. Oh, yeah. When baseball season finally comes. And the horribly cold and gray Chicago soul crushing winter will be over. I'll be sitting in the terrace with an obstructed view. I got the old season been riding on the old bar with a full throated boo. I got the old season. That was it.
soul-crushing, miserable winter wind. 